0: Hello, warm regards everyone, my name's Ian. And I'm James. This is Two Player. A podcast about the importance of play in a complicated world.
1: Today, we've got one thing for you and one thing only. We're talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it's My been about a- big m- fat Greek assassination. My big fat Greek Ian! Assassin's Creed Origins. Ian was the character, I think, in in uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we're back it's been it's been a month and uh it's been a really busy month for both of us and i think that part of the reason why we've had no time to dedicate um ourselves to podcasting is both james and i uh, james first or I, i i don't know who first but we got swept up into assassin's creed odyssey and so we're gonna spend i think two shorter episodes talking about this game um the first, the, this episode, James, are you, you're not done, right? No, I'm not. I've been putting
0: in, and I've been putting in diligent hours into this game. I just, I know in an earlier episode, I I said that I don't like to measure my enjoyment of games in terms of the hours that I'm getting into or getting out of them, but I'm up to 73 hours in this game so far, and I don't think I'm halfway through the main campaign. I keep getting distracted by side quests and other stuff and just roaming
1: and I think if there was one thing that that we've proven time and time and time again on this podcast, it's like what we say today will not be relevant at all in whatever we say in two weeks or three weeks or, or four weeks from now. It doesn't let's let's not wait that long. I know last time we were like, we're gonna do it in a week, and then we both kinda S the B on that one. So so yeah, I don't think
0: that it we don't have integrity issues, they're just continuity issues. That's all.
1: That's right. Okay, uh take us through hmm, where do we start? Okay, so it's a huge it's a huge game and let's not let's not just like gush about how huge it is because I think that that's going to be evident throughout our conversation, but why don't you tell us about James how you got sucked into it because I have not seen you get sucked into a game like this. In a, in a long time in a long long time and, and yeah, so yeah. tell us what was it or or when did you realize that you it was it's gone too far and you'd been sucked in.
0: Well, I think I alluded to this on the last show, but it was when, um, when I started losing sleep over this game, which I'm normally really good about being a responsible sleeper, um, but I just. It was sort of a one more turn type scenario that you usually have with Civ, but this time I was having it with an action RPG, and it was just, just one more quest, because the quests are pretty bite-sized. They're they're easy to digest. Even the big ones don't feel like, like you know when you start a mission in some RPGs, and at the beginning of it, they kind of foreshadow that you should buckle in for this because you're going to be doing this mission for 90 minutes. So I hope you took a bathroom break and you've got water nearby because you will not be leaving the computer for the next little while. Whereas, oh, I know
1: exactly it, what you're talking about. That's, yeah,
0: yeah. Where Odyssey is, the pacing's really good. Um, and but the other problem with that is that because the pacing's good, I feel like I can fit in way more missions or objectives then I probably should fit in in an evening, like especially like conquering forts or like it, it's that's it's that free roam stuff that really eats up my time like finding find going to the undiscovered locations, finding a new fort, trying to sneak around the fort, complete the location objectives and whatnot. and meanwhile, I'm just falling further and further behind in the main quest line. I think that's when I noticed that I was really getting sucked in where the 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 peripheral stuff was as engaging as the main storyline and that's not a i don't that's not a knock against the main storyline, which by the way has like four or five simultaneous arcs going at once yeah that's it does yeah yeah it's. That's, that That was when I knew that I was in trouble, when I started going to bed later than usual and waking up not fully rested and, um, and speaking with a Greek accent in my internal dialogue. That was the other time that I noticed, okay, maybe I should step away from this game for a while.
1: I think it's a beautiful game. I think it's a really fun game. I was really, really swept up with it at the beginning and drawn into the plot. In the, first, in the first half. Um, our second part of this episode... I Basically, next time we speak, you need to be done the game. And I suspect that you will be. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so we're going to leave all spoilers about the end of the game and end of the campaigns and odysseys and this and that away from this episode. We can talk about the actual gameplay and, and, and the setup. But I have to say that I, at first, was very, very intrigued enamored by the game i started to find it repetitive though and i think that uh That's in totally the world the, the, the way that it's set up as a lot of these these open world rpgs are as you're dropped into your sort of initial training island you conquer all the little objectives in that one island and then you set sail and then after that basically the the whole world is up to you provided that you can survive when you go into these new areas now if you you you've been immersing yourself in all these side quests and so i'm assuming that you're if you're beyond level 50 that's the cutoff in this game so the way the level scaling works is if you're beyond 50 you can accomplish the end game right um after that the level scaling just it just picks up and makes things a little bit more hard and and if you find a new side quest at that point it just automatically pegs it at whatever level you you're at um i i thought that uh so as you it it sets it up where like within the narrative of the game it's like oh well you got to do this quest and you're on one island where you get the quest and it sort of links over to another area of the map and that's why bit by bit it gets you to go and explore the rest of the map and if you're playing the game intelligently what you do is you find the fast travel location right which is sort of the high peak synchronization area in assassin's creed if you're familiar with one assassin's creed game you're familiar with this this concept it's like the eagle or the bird icon you find it you stand on top you synchronize and it gives you this um often spectacular but in this game i found sometimes not sort of um, 360 rotation. oh, this is the world around you. Um, view of the area and then and then from that point on you can fast travel back to that location. Once you're able to fast track though from area to area to area, what I found repetitive about the game is that it's it's too e- like you're, you're not in the world anymore. Um, you're just you have this gigantic list of side quests now. And you can just cruise through them. And, and, um, like, what do you call that when you, you accumulate, you call it, uh, quest stacking, right? So, Mm, uh, when I play strategically, I mean, that's, that's generally speaking what I, what I, what I do. And I think that, like, perhaps being my fault, um, I had all these quests and then it was just super. Um, I, 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 started to find it tedious if I'm going to, if I'm going to be honest, um, um, going to the, to the various areas to complete quest after quest. I don't know. I know. I know that's not, that's not where you thought we were going to go. I know. Cause like we've been talking about this game and, um, three weeks ago we were both like sort of early days in this game and just, just having our minds blown about what was happening. And, uh, I still, there's, there's so much good, so much good about this game. I just, it got to a point though where um, I actually just wanted it to be over and it was sort of playing into my my completionist things. And so you say engaging, I say addictive. I've been having the same problems, which is like that one more turn thing, but um, I don't know. I'm just about ready to put this thing to bed.
0: I, I don't know that I have a solid counter argument for that because- You touched on a lot of sentiments that I'm also feeling, Um, specifically your comment about the world and how it doesn't feel, or am I putting words in your mouth? But it doesn't feel as alive as some other, as a lot of other really good open world games. Um, Like there's not that same sort of, there's no real emergent activity or things that feel like random chance encounters like sometimes you this, get, like in games that like is Red the Dead game, Redemption. I, um, I was talking or, to a buddy GTA, of mine for example. Who,
1: who plays a lot of video games. He's a PS4, and so he, he plays PS4 games. This one's there, and, and so is Red, De- Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. And the discussion we had was he told me when I started to play the game, this game is, he's like, it starts to feel repetitive. You will notice it from not from level 30 to 50, You'll, mm. you're going to notice it from level 50 to level 70. And you know what at, at the time I was like okay. no man like I'm really I am enjoying this game a lot but um but he, I got to say I think he was right he, it didn't it wasn't like 50 and and the switch turned you know I think that you still feel like a badass and and in terms of the actual Assassin's Creed elements of the game at like the there's a fort or there's an area and you got to sneak in and you got to sort of outsmart the game and and take out people in a sneaky way that is still extremely satisfying but in terms of the side quests what i found was it was like there were these various plot arcs happening and 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 that was the main focus and then someone just said okay now i want you to sprinkle over top with uh, side quests like oh this person's boyfriend is missing you got to go find them oh they're in a band they got they were kidnapped by bandits and you gotta find them okay great mm-hmm. um or this person needs this thing and the thing was stolen by bandits or whatever whoever and now you got to sneak into this other place and get it and to me it didn't lead to the same level of character development i guess well yeah there seems to be these different
0: tiers of side quests because there are there are these super generic cookie cutter quests where the the intro to the quest like when you meet the quest giver, the quest giver has has unique voice lines and it's a unique scenario, but then suddenly it switches over to and your character, in this case, Cassandra, giving the exact same voice lines that she gives each time someone asks her to go kill bandits. Um, and let me guess, you want me to kill all of them. And then you come back after killing all of them, and you're like, I kissed, killed every last one of them. And,
1: and then randomly, you're going to have like
0: a heart icon,
1: which is like, it, oh, it and, in, and then you you want to like bed this person. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know this guy. Like, or girl, or it it's
0: just but yeah but, but but those quests stand in such stark contrast to some of the other side quests that are that are and deeper I... and slightly more unique and then which stand in really stark contrast to the main story stuff um because even even then you start to see like there was there's one I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything but the
1: this honestly this like when it comes spoiler to spoilers so, like this up. game now There's is what qu- it's, it's a year old it's something like that right so it, oh, i is think it it's really? about a year old oh jeez. like okay. go yeah go play it and then listen to this episode and, and just disagree or agree or, or whatever um otherwise just assume yeah. that we're talking about any other rpg because that is what this was
0: <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair like There there are a lot of foibles. I think you nailed it when you said addiction rather than engagement. But I, I, I am enjoying it. The game doesn't feel like work yet. And that's a point that I hit in some games where I'm just, okay... I've put in this much time into the game and I have that sunk cost fallacy thing happening where I just want to finish the game. I want to see how it resolves. I'm not quite there yet with Odyssey. Um, I am like, I'm still having fun. It's incredibly fun. The
1: game, Um, the game is fun and I do recommend it. Like in the last week after I've been feeling the way that I'm feeling, like I have recommended it to friends and colleagues because it's fun it, it particularly in that like exploration you find the fort you clear the fort out thing like that that process is like i don't know what exactly mm-hmm. it plays to but it plays to some some fantasy or or whatever element of like y- y- i know at some point we're going to talk about the sublime and that's not this right now but it's like this element that like you are greater and you understand the situation you're operating in the greater good and you're just, you're going to clear out this fort. Um, and that is super fun. And, and all of the cinematics when it comes mm-hmm. to fighting and, um, everything just, they feel so good. Were you playing with a keyboard and mouse or were you playing with a gamepad? I'm
0: playing with a gamepad. Yeah, I can't. Same. So I was playing with an Xbox game, controller and,
1: and, um, yeah, it felt, It felt great.
0: But speaking of feeling great, the, as good as the combat feels like the animations are fantastic. um, But I find how's that there are a lot of different weapon types that you can use in the game and you can even switch back and forth. And a while ago, um, Ian and I were having a discussion about how terrifying some of the wildlife, wildlife is in this are, game, specifically how are the boars wild so boars. Hard. Like I, said, I don't oh, understand. Yeah, they're, they're...
1: Sorry. Yeah. Keep, sorry. Yes. Keep going. It makes me mad.
0: <laughs> ask uh, who? ask ask King Baratheon that we shouldn't spoil. Like, like from that other thing that we haven't yet. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, so, but for all the weapon types, none of them are as satisfying as the default. I, I find like the default sword and dagger combo. um, Like the the spears are cool, the heavy maces are cool, but they're just like I just don't switch off of the main weapons. And also, I found that the the combat ability so there there are three skill trees there's an assassin skill tree a warrior skill tree and a hunter skill tree for your um, ranged melee and assassin abilities essentially they're kind of boring eh like I have so many like I'm I literally have 12 ability points that I haven't spent yet at at like level at level 45 because I'm just waiting to upgrade my spear to add a certain some point, more powerful ones. So at a certain like point, that, it what's it your like experience to with these that? into
1: like, um, extra, ab- I think it's actually after level 50. So after, after level 50, you get an ability to point and then you can oh, okay. drop it in this like big laundry list of, okay, I want to be really good in, um, fire attacks or I, re- I want to be really good in, um, rush assassination, attacks which is a um uh, a super cheap assassin move that you can do but what i found was until that point like you have 50 ability points or more because there are there are ways to gather ability points around the world much like in sort of in skyrim or in the witcher um there's no there's no really effective way to to min max your character i'm not saying that you should and like that's the that's the way to run an rpg character but you'd want you'd you'd, you'd want to be specialized in one area or the other but inevitably what happens is you have the best abilities of uh, hunt so the three are hunter warrior and assassin so by the time you get to level 50 you have all the best abilities of of bows and um, stealth gills and then just like combat like hand to hand combat which is warrior and so it, it really doesn't incentivize you to make any hard choices when it comes to your RPG character at all um, you just kind of get everything eventually and then, and then what you're able to do is you have your inventory and you gather as you defeat these um, uh, cultists who have sort of the the armor classes whenever you you get one piece at a time per person that you kill, you can just click on the, the armor set. If you have the whole set and then just like strap on whichever set of armor is going to make you best for the, the upcoming very next quest. And, and that's, that's fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't incentivize you to play the way that your character developed because, um, no matter what, basically your character is just good at everything like that.
0: It, it's sort of RPG light, isn't it? And I, I feel like I read that criticism some point a few months ago and I didn't really understand it cause I hadn't played the game. Um, but you're, you nailed it. There's for the amount of customization you can put in a character in a true RPG. It's, it's not the case because there's there's no real specialization um or no meaningful specialization well, i guess i should say because you can specialize you can definitely say i just want to deal like a bunch of poison damage
1: as as a hunter but, or or an assassin like, because it's, it's not, just it's yeah so yeah it's it's rpg light yeah that is that is what i think um okay so, spoilers ahead, people. Plug your ears again. Smash your car stereo. Don't listen. Um, this isn't a spoiler for you, James. Uh, s- no, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't. Because I was about to shut down. We still have, uh, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes left. Um, so... It takes place in Greece, and what's happening at the time is you, you, we have an internal war between the Spartans and the Athenians. And you can you travel to Athens earlier in the game, and you travel to Sparta later in the game, and your your um your allegiances are split, and it it does that on purpose. And what's happening though? Plot-wise, too, is is the real baddies like the puppet masters. The whole thing are this group called the Cult of Cosmos, and what the Cult of Cosmos is doing is they are they're ensuing chaos on both sides. And they're sort of fueling both sides of the fire, and the way that this pops up in the um in, in the gameplay early on, like you even before I guess you really fully understand the cult of cosmos is you, de- you destabilize a region and you're incentivized actually to um, to like burn war supplies and and destabilize whichever the controlling factor is of that province and then there's a leader of the province if you kill them the state becomes weakened and it opens up a special quest for you where you're able to access um, or sorry you're able to win um good gear um so it's it's something that you you want to do or or at the very least you are incentivized to do it gives you a lot of experience points it gives you better gear that you can sell and it's fun um what what I don't get about that at all is that it like it doesn't take a lot of narrative development for you the gamer to realize that the destabilization this whole war back and forth and back and forth is being fueled or promoted by who you know to be your real enemy which is the cult of cosmos however there are still like plot lines that you have to go through to fight for one side or the other it just seems this like it's it's for me it was this massive narrative plot uh or sorry this narrative hole um where like you don't have an option to just be like this is stupid when do i get the the spartans and the athenians to stop fighting and when am i going to be incentivized to actually not fight these wars like it doesn't that doesn't happen um and that might have been that might have been a spoiler i don't know but for you but um
0: Well, I that was the trajectory that's been laid out, and I'm I'm far enough that I've started to realize that there's there's not going to be that sort of resolution. It doesn't happen. the Spartans hate Athenians, and Athenians hate pick, Spartans. A, pick and the side. war needs yeah. to
1: be won or resolved, and it's just like no, it, it, these conquest battles is what they call them. What happens is you can be in a province, and you you would be incentivized to just like destabilize it win a conquest battle you could stay in the province what happens is the leadership shifts there's a new leader you could just go kill that leader burn the supplies a new conquest battle pops up because you've now weakened the state again you could just fight again and again and again and again and you're incentivized to just do that if you want and like i don't I don't think that the authors of the game, like it, it doesn't seem, and I always try to give authors credit where credit is due because obviously they put much more time into this than we did even playing it, no matter how big the game is. But it doesn't seem like anybody stopped to like think about that or stopped to like call out this seemingly massive plot hole in their story. And,
0: yeah, I, I feel I also am dissatisfied with that. Um, mainly, okay, what,
1: well, what about the fact that your it's, character it's is an indiscriminate murderer? Well, 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 well that
0: that's um, taken care of quite tidily by the fact that she's a mistyos and she she's a mercenary, oh, and that's yikes. established right from the get-go, and that. You are your muscle for hire. So that's it, did, But it offers care no care development. Of, like She goes through, she goes like, through this it doesn't huge make it,
1: plot, like this huge yeah. character development. And even in these like level 49, 50 quests, like people are like, Mistyos. And she's like, yeah, I will kill for the money. And you're like, yo, like you have just been through so much. How are you? How are you still? How are you yeah, still I, doing this? Like, It just, I, I, that left me, it left me really unsatisfied, actually.
0: Yeah, like, a mechanic whereby you could actually join a side, like, take a side, and then fight those conquest battles with the, like, in the style of, um, or Grand Theft Auto, or San Andreas, uh, San right, Andreas. Totally. like yep. the turf wars.
1: You join a, you join yeah, a faction. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like that. That is, join a faction, or you 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 start the game in a faction, and one of the mechanics of the game is to take and maintain new territory. Um, I guess one of the other problems with that is the whole the fact that it's it's. A, it's a it's a loosely historical game so and as all the assassin's creeds are so they can't veer too far from the general sense of how things went down plus there's that whole synchronization piece like that whole conceit of the assassin's creed universe is that we don't actually have completely free reign. We have to play the game close enough to the we're way gonna, things we're actually unfolded. We're gonna have to put a pin for. We're gonna have
1: to put a pin in that because <laughs> okay, you are you are rubbing up Ooh. against some interesting things, and I'm I I yeah, but that will have to. What okay. you're talking about there will have to be part two. I want to talk about the Assassin's Creed franchise um uh, badly. I listen, I love the franchise and what I I do like the new direction that they took. You haven't played Origins
0: um No, I I they were both Origins and Odyssey, yeah, on sale, I think, but I just skipped right to Odyssey, Odyssey because
1: Odyssey took the same idea that Origins put together. It was a different creative designer. Um I think the creative designer for Assassin's Creed Origins just off the top of my head was a guy named Ashraf Ismail who um sort of took this this idea of Assassin's Creed in the new direction of uh, uh of the RPG sort of thing. I think that I think Assassin's Creed Origins was better in a lot of ways. And and it, I was a little disappointed that Assassin's Creed Odyssey didn't um it didn't innovate very much. Like it innovated in a way that it's like, hey, we're gonna have a battle pass, like every month, and a new quest and stuff, and you can redo your game and um, maintain your levels and stuff, and just play the game again. But uh, I didn't find that very satisfying. I had, sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna say that's interesting. Um, because yeah, I don't have. I can't have those complaints because I didn't play Origins. Um, but it, it's interesting to hear how... Well, actually, a question I wanted to ask you is, which version of Origins do you have? What's... Like, and I, I... The question... Because it's super confusing to me as an older person, trying to understand the difference between, like, bronze, gold, platinum, or deluxe is... Um, and what DLC you get. Like I'm trying to figure out, did I miss out on missions uh, or am I supposed to be subscribing to a battle pass? Do I just get cosmetics? What is this okay. strange orachium
1: or it's, uh, currency that it's I'm, exactly. what, what am I, it, man. What, what's like, happening? So I, I spent a lot of time. I spend very little time actually defending Ubisoft, but, um, but I don't think Ubisoft is like a bad company. Um it I was actually kind of I was kind of pissed last week when uh very sadly I guess uh the Notre Dame Cathedral in in France burned down. And um so, uh, the, Ubisoft offered $500,000, right? I think they donated I think they donated half a million yeah, I think dollars. Yeah, I think it was half a million. Which is not insignificant. Like if you're, yeah, I know you're a corporation, but like corporations do not just like willy-nilly donate half a million dollars to things. So it's like a huge donation and they uh, gave away Assassin's Creed Unity for free for like a few days. I actually missed the window, by the way. I, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I definitely so downloaded whatever. it. I'm not saying that's why they're a good company. I just like, um, but the backlash to that, like you look at Reddit, and again, just screw you, Reddit. Know that I hate you so so badly. Um, the the reaction to them being generous was like, like burn you, be soft to the ground. Can you believe these jerks? Like, um, it's so hard. It is so hard not to swear on this podcast sometimes. You guys like just understand that when I say <laughs> jerk, I'm not saying jerk. I'm not cuz not what I mean. Um but uh it it, just, it blows my mind. Okay, that being said, the the oraculum currency thing, like yeah, they are they are starting to dabble in these microtransaction stuff and um it's it's not great. I think it's taken away from the whole thing. Um, the DLCs. This is what I'm saying, with origins, like they're like, oh, the battle pass, like you have this new access to a new quest. And it's like, man, like your game wasn't that good to begin with. Like I'm not itching for a new quests so badly. Like, just make a good game and if I'm invested in the character and the outcome, I will want to add more to that story. But if the story development isn't good in the first place, then I'm not super interested to to see what happens to the character after after the credits roll.
0: Yeah, and I'm also not super keen on how it's being pitched to me because something got released yesterday and I know that because the splash screen of the game changed and that same splash screen showed up one or two more times in places that I wasn't expecting. And it wasn't as though I was going to accidentally click a purchase button or something, but it still kind of felt really yeah. intrusive. Um, so yeah, I'm not huge. On this trend, I much prefer the way the game that shall not be named did it, <laughs> whereby they had a super solid main campaign. And I then know, they, I found they myself released actual the expansions. I was like, where like
1: is, classic where expansions. Is you know? Um, okay. <laughs> where I felt it, like I was just playing the normal game. Like I didn't invest in any DLC. But it was like, man. You killed this guy, whatever. You got this sweet skin for your horse. And I was like, cool. I want to make all my stuff legendary. Which in this game is like you go into your screen and everything's legendary things. Or gold and, you know, you pick all the gold armor and gold ship stuff and then gold horse stuff. Um, and my gold, like, horse skin was my horse was on fire. And I was like, cool. I called my – I didn't know what it looked like. I called my horse and my horse was just like on fire and like i was just riding this horse that was on fire through the world and it was like cool this has broken the game for me it felt not that it felt real but like now it's just yeah. it's stupid like what are you what exactly are you trying to do like do you want to go historic do you want you want to use these things that are like realistic and 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 play with the idea that Maybe there was this ancient civilization that was influencing early, early humans that that created powers and then Templars tried to take it over. Like you know what I mean? Assassin's Creed has always played with that idea. But don't give me a horse that's on fire. Like that is a bridge too far. You know? Just yeah. like put a put a magic rock in my sword that makes me I don't know, throw it a hundred meters or something. Like there there's a certain level of
0: a new level of pandering that was achieved in this game i found and at first i was on board with it because i was like actually this is kind of cool the the fact that you can make any of your gear look the same as any other gear you've discovered so for instance if you find um if you find a piece of armor that is specked out really well but you were kind of attached to the way an, a different piece of armor looked. Then you just make the new armor look like the old armor. Um, I kind of liked that because it was just letting people just play the game however they want to play it and have their character look however they wanted their character to look. But then there is this interesting thing about the I mount had a skins unicorn. There's also and then
1: I had a horse a that was on fire. <laughs> I played through the whole game. Those are my only mount skins. It's like that's yikes. All right, James. Hey, can we? Let's. I don't want to cut you off. Let's. But I. But I do. I guess. Do you want to? Let's take a one minute break and come back to this and and take a breath and then we'll come back. Sounds great. All right, we're back. Hello, everybody. Warm regards. Season's greetings. Thank you for being with us. We are halfway through our conversation, probably more than halfway, because uh, I have to go play Dungeons and Dragons. Way more than halfway. And uh, I have to go play Dungeons <gasps> and Dragons in about. That's why you have to leave early tonight. It'll That's make, awesome. I five minutes. <laughs> I,
0: that that makes me really happy. Actually, I'm totally okay with
1: it's, it. Yeah, it is. It is going to be fun. I I will I will be continuing my um my quest as Wall Talk Danger Mouse, um. Which is my D and D character's name? Um, if you are one of my students listening to this podcast and you refer to me as Wildcat Tangent Mouse, I will offer you an extra five percent on your Spanish exam. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I won't. If any of my bosses are listening, I, I'm kidding. I won't. But if you're any of my students listening, I totally will. Um, James, I had a thought though that ruined this game for me. We're talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um,
0: Wait, you, like you just had a thought? in no, while you're in the no, washer, I no, I had a
1: thought last week when I was playing this game. that um, once I had the once I had this thought, I it I was and I was unable to come back from it.
0: Um, I don't know if I want to hear it because <laughs> I'm still enjoying the game so far. But all right. For entertainment for entertainment's sake, lay it on me, man. Well,
1: all right. So you've played Ghost Recon's Wildlands, right?
0: Yeah, a little bit like a free to play weekend for a few, a few hours. hours.
1: Uh we talked about how this game had pulled so many good elements from previous Ubisoft games, including previous Assassin's Creed games, but including Ghost Recons Ghost Recon Wildlands, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, enemy tagging, things that sort of enable the stealth, whatever, uh, things that would like yeah. lend themselves super well to an Assassin's Creed game, right? Yes. All right. What about the tracking for the uh, the bad guy hierarchy? Oh, that
0: f- that felt a lot like um, like it was borrowed. Well, not borrowed specifically because it's not Ubisoft, but um, that felt like Shadow of Mordor. Or Shadow of War, whatever those. Yeah, like the 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 orc war chief system. Well, not which was awesome. So not the mercenaries. But was there, was there something? So, so, not, okay, okay, oh, no, not the, mercenaries. not the mercenaries. Oh, but the the cultists, the
1: cultists, man. Oh, and that I don't. And know. And that tree where it's like in, you don't know who the big baddie is in the middle, okay. and then you have this yeah. like tree, and you're working your way in from the from the outsides. And you're tracking these bad guys, and that is the way that it was driving the plot for finding, finding bad guys. Okay,
0: and also in Wildlands, exactly, wild like gotcha. exactly the same in Wildlands.
1: Like actually, exactly the same in Wildlands. And it like, I had that, I had that feeling, and it was just like, damn, this is why this is Wildlands like i am i'm yeah. tracking a bad guy and i'm gonna, i'm going to get to their neighborhood and i'm going to kill them and then i'm i can go back to that page and now like that part of this area or whatever has been cleared and it was it was such recycling to me but that's that's just the thing that's res- that's sustainable development no man like i think that's, i think that, that sustainable development is the, like the tracking the mechanics but like the way that they you they it was like it was copy paste to narrative development and it's just like it worked. Mm, I see it, what you're saying. It yeah. worked for a while, but then when you when I realized what they were doing, I was like, oh, it's not like this. It, was, it wasn't just like convenient that you you set it up this way. It was you set it up this way so that you could run all of these storylines simultaneously. And, and have it look like it actually was a plot. Well, fortunately that, for me, I am
0: immune to having that knowledge ruin the game for me because I did not play any more Wildlands than a handful of hours. So, lucky me. Yeah. And before well, before we sign off today, I just want to send out a quick shout-out to actually another podcast. Um, because if you're like me and you really dig... Um, Ancient Greece as a theme and Greek mythology and Greek epics, if they are of interest to you. Trojan War, the podcast by Jeff Wright, is fantastic. It he, Jeff Wright is a storyteller and an educator, and it's, I don't know, it's like 17 or 19 episodes where he just tells the story of the Trojan War, and it's fantastic. So if you are like me and you're trying to draw the lines between references to characters like Agamemnon and where they sit in history and mythology, then definitely check out Trojan War, the podcast by Jeff Wright.
1: I do appreciate like there, there is a really good historical element to this game, right? Like it, it didn't totally sleep on Greek mythology. It obviously it it actually mapped ancient sites of Greece super, super well. And it, it, it sort of picked up on where um, Assassin's Creed Origins left off in that regard. Um there I, I was watching I uh, some trivia show or something. I or no, you know what I no, you know what it was? I was reading a comic book. God, I'm this stupid nerd. Um and it made reference to Theseus. Um, and it was, uh, this is going to get weirdly humble braggy, but, uh, it was a Spanish comic book and, uh, I didn't know, I was like, what is this guy talking about? It was like Theseo, and, uh, it, it referenced the guy who killed the Minotaur and without having literally just played this video game, I would, I would have been lost in that particular chapter. So, I mean, it does, it does, it does educate as well. Definitely. So, so thanks, thanks, Ubisoft, thanks, Bud. Um, cool. Uh, James, next week. Next week, we did this before. It's not. We did be this before.
0: Month. Are we? How far behind are we? We we had an episode at the beginning of this month. It was didn't we? It was like well, April seventh or something.
1: No, man, that was March thirty first. We are oh. It's been 25 days. Oh, goodness. um, Yeah, okay. We got some catching up to do. So we're we're a month behind. Guys, we recognize that that the production schedule for this podcast has been delayed. And um, uh, so thank you very much for your patience. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And um, uh, as this comes out, um, please continue to tell your friends that this is something that's worth listening to when it does come out. And... As the summer sort of rolls in, I know that our schedules are going to lighten up a little bit and we will actually be able to adhere to a more regular production schedule. Um, thanks again. If you if you want to send us a tweet or follow us on Twitter, our handle is at podcast underscore T-O. If you want to check out just our website, we are twoplayer.blueberry.com. Uh, that's b l u b r r y dot com. Check us out there. We're on everything. You know, like you're getting our podcast somewhere. You can tell our friends that we're available wherever podcasts um are freely bought and sold.
0: No, we 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 got to wrap this up because I need to play some more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> in that's right. In advance and Woltak has just show. purchased
1: the tavern, so I got to go find out where the beer is at. Well, that's it. Okay. Are you ready? Until then, and I'm Ian. I'm James. Later, player.